Alright, we are back with another episode, and today I'm going to talk about something that it's kind of a phenomenon in the uh, NFL and uh, what I've been seeing in recent years with it. Um, I don't really have a name for it. I don't know if anyone has a name for it, but it's just something that I've seen over the years. Um, I've noticed this trend. Uh, today I'm going to call it the Stafford Effect. Um, but it's not specific to Matthew Stafford in the regards of it's something he created. It's the situation in which he was put in um, this year. So, as we know, uh, Matthew Stafford, longtime Detroit Lion, was just traded to the Los Angeles Rams for, Der- for Jared Goff and a couple of first-round picks. And I'm not going to get into the whole, the Rams, you know, gave up first-round picks to get Goff, paid him a lot of money, and then they gave up first-round picks to get rid of Goff. I'm not going to get into that. We all know. We all get it. All right. It's no big deal. Well, it is a big deal, but, like, the Rams want to win now, and they think that they can win now. And they've been thinking that for years when they've picked up Jalen Ramsey, when they picked up uh, Clay Matthews and um, Eric Weddle. You know, they, they, they've they seen that they have the blueprint, and they think they have the tools to win now. And when they're not doing that, they've clearly been frustrated, and I guess golf was the reason that they're blaming it on now. But... Uh, this phenomenon that I'm talking about is uh, one that um, I've seen for the last couple years. So now that the, the uh, Matthew Stafford sweepstakes are over and the, and the Rams won it, it left the rest of the teams wondering, well, what do we do now? Because there's only so many options still out there. Uh, Houston is determined not to trade Deshaun Watson, even though he wants out and he's tired of dealing with it but both the GM and the new coach are saying that they're doing everything they can to keep him and that he's not up for trade offers sure whatever if you say so but um this is what I'm talking about the fact that I keep seeing numerous articles now being posted about other quarterbacks that are now in trade talks with these teams uh that missed out on Matthew Stafford The uh, first one I saw is by far the worst, and uh, I still don't think it makes any sense. Uh, Kudos to the writer for uh, writing it, though, because it sucked me in. Uh, I read every bit of it because I couldn't believe that this was something that people were considering. Um, San Francisco 49ers, uh, kind kind of a marriage gone bad with Jimmy G. I still don't understand the flack that he gets for well i mean i understand he's made out of glass uh but other than that he missed one throw i get it was the super bowl and i get emmanuel sanders was wide open but the fact that we are just ringing his career to an end right now with uh all these different you know um he can't make the throws he's not a he's not a franchise guy you know kind of isms and it's just like all because he didn't make one throw (sighs) I understand that there's other things, you know, tearing the ACL, the injury prone, but, you know, let's not forget the season he was healthy and everything, you know, every, the Niners were a polarizing team. I, I think he's doing, he's getting done a little bit unfair because of just one bad throw, but I understand it's the biggest throw of his career. Well, let's not forget that San Francisco was up in that Super Bowl and let the Chiefs come back. You know, Tyreek Hill and Mahomes did their magic, but San Francisco had the lead. It's not all on him. It's not all on that one throw. But uh, I digress. Um, the phenomenon in which I talk about is uh, these absurd, absurd articles that come out of the woodwork. 
and sports takes that just suddenly show up after something like this happens. So the article uh, starts off with saying the same things I just said, you know, Jimmy G's out and San Francisco needs a new guy. But then they go a step further and they say that the guy is uh, no other than Kirk, uh, Kirk Cousins. Kirk can't win a big game Cousins. Wants, they, San Francisco would want him. They would go away from Jimmy G and go to Kirk Cousins. Now, I'm sure Mr. Cousins is a fine man. He's a good guy. But I want him nowhere near my team. That guy is a cancer, and holy shit, does he make my team look like crap every Sunday. You have sound bites of... Um, oh, I can see his, see his name. Uh, what is his name? Uh, Adam Thielen and... Um, oh my god, what is his name? Uh, rookie sensation receiving. It'll come to me. Um, sound bites of him saying, just throw the damn ball, Kirk. This team, before Kirk Cousins, still had Stephon Diggs and was, you know, one game away from the Super Bowl with uh, Case Keenum at quarterback. And so to bring in Kirk Cousins and the team be nothing but worse for it and then to suggest that Kirk Cousins would do better and that the Niners would do better with Kirk Cousins is just completely asinine. Um, Who are you? Who are you to suggest such a thing? No tape on Kirk Cousins has ever made you should ever make you believe that Kirk Cousins is a franchise guy and that he's the guy that you should put at the helm of your Super Bowl ready team. There is no reason at all that you should ever think that. You didn't see anything like that last year in Minnesota. He still made the freaking bonehead mistakes that he always makes and he always chokes. Why put that on a Super Bowl team? You really think you can hide that? You really think Kirk's going to make that throw to Emmanuel Sanders? No, he's not going to make that throw. What are you? What are you? Who are you kidding? He's Kirk Cousins. He's just here to finesse people for the money. He's not going to do anything. And Kirk, I, I hope you're listening and you take all of what I just said into consideration and that, you know, it hurts you because you are robbing minnesota vikings right now with how much money you are getting from them i know you'll never hear this but i really hope you do you should definitely reevaluate your talent situation and you should apologize to every team you've played for for underachieving for the kind of money that you got like bro we're paying you to come in here and be our franchise guy and there's times you can't even make a five yard out throw or you can't make a crossing route or you can't I need, I need to come down. Kirk, I'm sure you're a good guy off the field, but on the field, you're just not it, and I don't want you anywhere near my team. Uh, San Francisco, you don't want this guy. I don't care what the reports say. I don't care what you're thinking with the, the Shanahan-Kirk Cousins connection again. You don't want him. Please, San Francisco, do not make this move. Do what you can to get Deshaun Watson or Carson Wentz. If you really need another quarterback, like if you really just do not want to try it with Jimmy G. And Chase Mullins was good and Jimmy G's stead. You know, he's a quality backup. But like if if he is the equivalent of um, uh, Case Keenum, he's the equivalent to Case Keenum of the Vikings. Kirk Cousins is below Case Keenum. He's below Nick Mullins. Okay. I think it's Nick Mullins, not Chase Mullins. I think it is. Um, he's below him. 
He's below Washington's backup in the playoffs. Kirk Cousins is below Teddy Bridgewater. He is below, um, I'd say he's below Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota, and he's right on the same caliber as Mitchell Trubisky, where you don't want him. Uh, if you're going to bring him in, you are desperate. And I don't think San Francisco is at desperation yet. They still have the pieces. Everyone got injured last year. They're going to be better if they can stay healthy. So don't just fucking sink the ship now with bringing in Kirk Cousins. Because he's going to take you all with him. He's going to close your Super Bowl window single-handedly and make you look like middle-of-the-pack shitbird Washington when he was there. You don't want to be that. Do not, do not go out and get Kirk Cousins. Trade one piece of that defensive line and a future first-round pick or two for Deshaun Watson. Whatever it takes to get him, do that. But for the love of God, do not go after Kirk Cousins. All right, so there's there's the first um, kind of ripple in the effect here. Uh, the second one, we get a little bit away from the center, so it's a little bit, you know, uh, not as not as far out there, but definitely out there. Um, read another one uh, just a few hours ago about Mitchell Trubisky being on the move. Uh, this time, it is not to be a starter somewhere. Which, okay, uh, that's fine. Uh, I don't want him to start for my team. But it was who they had bringing him in that, that kind of gives me the, the biggest question mark. So I'm reading the article, and uh, they start talking about the Steelers, and they start talking about Big Ben. And then they say that they should bring in, this is a different article, by the way, uh, bring in Trubitsky to be Big Ben's backup instead of Dwayne Haskins and create a competition for the backup spot. Now, I don't like Mason Rudolph as much as anyone else, okay? I don't really give a shit. I hate the guy for... If he said it to Miles Garrett or not, uh, there's no place for that in football. I don't care. Um, people just don't take the helmets off people and start beating the shit out of them for nothing. Um, just saying. Uh, but to bring in Mitch as somewhat of an heir apparent to uh, Big Ben with Dwayne Haskins, which I like Dwayne Haskins more to learn behind Big Ben than anyone else. I think that he invokes a lot of the same... Uh, same kind of feel as Big Ben in the tall pocket presence deep throw kind of guy but to bring in someone like Mitch who how do I put it how do I put it Mitch um at sometimes struggles to even tell who's on his team um who struggles to even throw the simplest pass. You want to bring that guy in. He can't throw a five-yard out, and he can't throw... Sometimes he can't even throw, you know, it out of bounds. Sometimes he's trying to throw it out of bounds and gets intercepted. Like, why anyone in their right mind would want Mitchell Trubisky except for a punching bag for their rookie quarterback coming into the season? I don't know. He's someone that... uh, has kind of shown very you know high highs but very 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 low lows and you can't dig your way back out of those lows once he gets there there's nothing left for you to do he 
Also like Kirk Cousins is just a cancer and I wish him the best. I don't think he's a bad guy off the field. I don't think Kirk is either. But on the field, these guys will not let you win games. They will not let you, they will not carry you, and they sure as hell are not going to make you any better as a team. If anything, you bring in one of these guys, most of the guys think, what the hell is the organization doing? What what are we doing? Why are we bringing in Mitchell Trubisky? Why are we bringing in Kirk Cousins? I don't think the thought in Minnesota was, oh shit, big game Kirk is in. We're going, we're going right to the Super Bowl. No. No, we're not. I... I just don't get it. There's tape on these guys, and you can see everything that you want, and it's all laid out right in front of you. The only reason is you're choosing not to read it. You're choosing not to look. You're still going off of what you think they can be, not what they are. They have shown us who they are, and they have shown us what they are. Now, you can take that for the pieces as it is, or you can try to just actually do something with your franchise instead of just giving up and signing one of these guys. The fact that they brought in... Nick Foles to try and compete with Mitchell Trubisky as a quarterback at the quarterback position in Chicago just shows that they don't really know what the fuck they're doing. Okay, I get that you are kind of married to Trubisky and you have to see him play out, but they're closing their Super Bowl, Super Bowl window every year that they have that man on their team. The Nick Foles experiment didn't work. I mean, at the end of the year, yes, they made the playoffs, okay, but this team is solely going off the back of David Montgomery and that defense. If they can put someone in there who understands Allen Robinson is my best option in any situation, they will do better. Now, what they decide to do, I don't know. I still think that they should push for Deshaun Watson. This is their guy. This is who gets them out of mediocrity and out of the shadow of Green Bay. The, the greatest success that most Bear fans know is Jay Cutler. That is the best quarterback that they know in their lifetime. Most of them, not all of them, but at least for my generation, we know Jay Cutler. That's it. That, that, that's the best. Um, to be fair, up until, you know, Mahomes, it was Alex Smith for me, you know. But it's the same caliber. Like, that's that's the best you got. That's that's who you have. I don't know. I I really just I don't know why. I get you got a deadline and you got to put an article out, but like, bro, that's just such a far off. Like, to bring in Mitch to Green, not Greenmate, sorry, to Pittsburgh, and have him also compete is just like, ugh. and I don't I don't see. I don't see the draw, you know. Bringing in one guy who you believe in to be your guy, yeah, that works. You know, we saw it with Teddy Bridgewater, and we're going to see it with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill with the Saints. You know, Drew's out for a few games. You have this great team. Just kind of dink and dunk and do what you have to. Hand the ball off to Kamara. Let the defense carry you. You know, do these things, and we'll still win games. The Pittsburgh Steelers, on the other hand, are so... Ride so heavy on Big Ben that it's glaring when he's not in there uh, that this team can't go. He is the motor that drives them. We saw it with Mason Rudolph in there. Uh, they have no run game. I don't know where it's gone to because this offensive line is still good, but they have no run game. Uh, James Conner has been 
you know, reduced to nothingness. You know, he's just getting, got hit with the Thanos snap, and he's he's just dust. Um, to be fair, he's been injured, but there's zero run game for the Steelers. They're throwing it, like, what, 60 times a game because they have nothing else. And it's fine because it works. You know, Chase Claypool and Juju and James Washington, they're all good. Like, they're all decent receivers. I still think that, you know, those three are still better than any receiver on the Colts besides uh, T.Y. Hilton. I, I'm taking any of those three over Zach Pascal, without a doubt in my mind. And there's another one on the, the Steelers that I forget because he he had like three good games and then he vanished. Um, but it's the same type of thing. They just throw the ball. And if Big Ben's not out there, they're nowhere near the same team. They go from being, you know, something someone considers as a, a Super Bowl favorite to... Uh, worse than Teddy Bridgewater and Carolina without um, Christian McCaffrey, which I still don't think is fair that he's out in Carolina. I still think that they were fine. You know, they with McCaffrey, they almost beat the Chiefs. If they have McCaffrey, he has weapons. I don't I don't understand why everyone's already off this Teddy Bridgewater train. He can st- the division is wide open except for Tampa Bay, and they weren't even great this year, you know? Until now, at least in the playoffs, but they still they still have a shot to win the division with Christian McCaffrey back. They just need a better defense, you know. Um, I'd really like Teddy to go somewhere else if they don't want him, but I think that's the best situation for him. It's just sad. It, it's sad to see that you know that, that this is something that, that that we've gotten to here. Um. So there's the second ripple, which, you know, very, very tiny. Well, not tiny, but but smaller than the first one, you know. Um, the third one is stuff that's just, like, up in the air, has no, has no written articles to it. It's still just stuff up there that people are talking about and where they'll go. Um, I, it, it's kind of up to, you know, uh, it's the, it's the stuff that hasn't made it onto the TV segment yet or hasn't been, like, reported yet, but it's the stuff that's still out there, the, the stuff that everybody keeps talking about. So who's left on the board? Maybe Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, obviously Carson Wentz maybe still on the board with the new uh, head coaching hire. You know, I don't know if they still keep Jalen Hurts. Uh, the Colts still need a quarterback. Um, now this is one that's up in the air, you know, we're in, we're into the third stage of the ripple here and the, and I know it's, it's up in the air because, uh, the, the source for the, uh, material is, uh, Pat McAfee, um, article on his, uh, his Facebook site about, uh, Andrew Luck possibly returning. Now that is something that is very clearly on the edge of the phenomenon in the edge of the circle when it comes to, uh, you know, being a possibility. We'll see, you know, if it comes, you know, a little bit more into light and it's something that actually can carry a little weight to it. But if you bring Andrew Luck back, I think the Colts will immediately win the division. Um, And... I'm sorry, Tennessee, but it, it, it would be like, you know, it would be like Big Brother coming home and, you know, just setting the tone. Um, 
he's just that good of a player. He was the last person worth being number one overall that was drafted number one overall. Um, plain and simple. You know, he he displayed every little bit of talent and carried that team year after year after year with no consistent run game, no consistent uh, pass catchers other than, you know, T.Y. Hilton and for the last little bit of it, um, Reggie Wayne. But I understand that they had, you know, they had the tight ends, but I will forever have the image scratched into my brain of him gathering the fumble and leaping into the end zone and scoring over the Chiefs in that stupid playoff game. So much pain, so much suffering, and he will always live rent-free in my head for that. But you always saw the desire with Andrew Luck. You always saw the the the, uh, the urgency to win. He made the good throws. He made he made every single play. And the only other person right now that's available or anything close to that is Deshaun Watson. You know, Carson Wentz has shown that he's going to fade, even though I did praise him for some of the effort that I saw, you know, he, you know, he'd scramble and he'd stretch out for the pylon or the first down. But the rest of the talent isn't there to be compared to Andrew Luck. Deshaun Watson is from a, from just a pure heart standpoint, uh, the closest thing that I can view to Andrew Luck that's available for someone out here. I, I really don't know, unless it takes your entire defense, how Chicago doesn't pull the trigger on uh, Deshaun Watson. You know, you don't want to bring him into a situation where he has nothing, because he wants to win. And you don't want if you're the the Texans, you don't want to trade him to a team in division, because then you're going to have to see him, you know, twice a year. And you don't want that. You really don't want him to have a revenge game in in your home in his home stadium. And you don't want that. You don't want the bad publicity. You don't want that type of attitude. There's there's rumors now that J.J. Watt might be out. The Texans are just, like, imploding right now because they can't figure out the head coach, which they they did. They picked a guy, but he wasn't Eric Bieniemy, And I think that's a, a pretty glaring fact, you know. I, I don't know who would be more qualified than a Super Bowl-winning offensive coordinator. Who am I? Who am I to say? But if J.J. Watt is out, and this is not necessarily on the same level of the Andrew Andrew Luck uh, question, kind of kind of in that second to third stage, like if he were to actually leave, um, there's been rumors of him to Green Bay, just like on the same level of Julio Jones to Green Bay. Um. I JJ Watt reminds me a lot of Clay Matthews at the end of his career at uh, Green Bay. You know, it's it's just like there's flares at times of the the old guy, kind of like an uh, an older Julius Peppers kind of thing with uh, with Carolina. It, it just kind of shows, you know, we're past the prime, but you know, there's still a lot of go left. Could be a uh, excuse me. 
you know, good for you in a different aspect, but, um, I don't think, um, I don't think they should move off him because there's like no one left at that point. They're, they're getting rid of everything and they're going to have to go full rebuild mode again, which it doesn't feel like they were, they're that far away from where they were before they drafted Deshaun Watson. Like the, the team feels like it's almost in the exact same spot because they got rid of DeAndre Hopkins. They traded all their picks away and what do they have to show for it? Which I, I understand David Johnson at one point was like the best back in the league, but very clearly not that with uh, Houston. And that's no disrespect. I like David Johnson at uh, Arizona. He was fun to watch and he was a good time, but it's not anything that you're going to build your team around like Bill O'Brien wanted to do. Um, so you're going to have this short little window here if they move off of Watson to where they move from potential playoff team to nothingness again. And, man, I, I don't know how, if you're a Houston sports fan, how you're going to stomach that and how you're going to take that because, Jesus, man, that hurts. I remember I remember 2-14 and 14 with the Chiefs, man. It hurts. It, it hurts a lot. I remember Tyler Palco. I remember Matt Castle. I remember Brady Quinn. I remember Kyle Orton. And I wish you the best of luck. I don't want you to have to go through that. But if that's what your organization deems worthy and deems more fruitful than trying to fix this, that might be what you get. Now to go back to the to the the, the kind of ripple effect uh, argument again. Uh, I touched on something earlier with the Julio Jones to Green Bay. That's another one that's kind of Andrew Luck kind of esque, just kind of in the air, and has been for a while. You know that Atlanta would blow this whole thing up and and move off of Matt Ryan and uh, and just kind of get a fresh start. And it's something that I kind of would like to see. Uh, not for Matt Ryan because I like what they do and I, I like that he's been in Atlanta. But if Atlanta is going to do something, they have to make a splash for it, if that makes sense. Um, it would have to be something like trading for Carson Wentz. Um, I don't think they should trade for Jimmy Garoppolo and like swap Matt Ryan and him because I feel like Matt Ryan would be way better in San Francisco than he would uh, than Jimmy would be in Atlanta. Um, but I don't think that they'll do that. You know, historically, they aren't someone to go out and get, you know, big name free agents other than this last year when they tried, you know, Todd Gurley. When it's very clear that he's past his prime, the knee and the arthritis is just something that seems like almost, you know, unsalvageable. Um, which is sad because I loved seeing him run. Uh, when he came in, when the Rams were still in St. Louis, my God, he was electric. Um, the man looked unstoppable. Uh, I had him in fantasy that year, and my guy would be like 40 points every game. He was nuts. He was absolutely nuts. And then uh, almost an MVP caliber season with the Rams when they moved out to L.A. And it's just, it, it just died down so fast. And now it's Cam Akers' backfield in L.A., and it's just kind of, you know, it, the Falcons are very quickly becoming the... Uh, uh, kind of like the the washed up vets, uh, it, you know. You got old Matt Ryan, 
had one good year, went to the Super Bowl, and he's had good, I don't say one good year, he had one great year, and he had a lot of good years, he's had a lot of good years, and he's still going to have more good years, but with uh, the current skill set that they have, and who they have everywhere else, I don't, I don't see it doing anything more than what they did last year. You know, maybe they could push for third in the divisions if if uh, Carolina just implodes and the Saints also implode because they can't figure out the quarterback situation with Bruce, with uh, Drew being gone. But I don't know. Uh, Julio to, to Green Bay is something that I would be fine with seeing because I want to see Julio succeed. And he's been, in my opinion, top two receivers that I've seen in my lifetime. Uh, other than Calvin Johnson, no disrespect to DeAndre Hopkins. I think uh, I think Julio, when healthy, is the best receiver in the league, and it's very close with DeAndre Hopkins. Very close. I think that what sets him apart is how big he is and how fast he is for how big he is. You know, he has everything. He has the size, the speed, the hands, the route running. He has it all. The problem is the injuries. Every year it seems like he has some sort of hamstring or ankle or, you know, it just, there's always some sort of injury with him. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but um, I would be fine with him in Green Bay. Uh, You know, I want to see Green Bay actually do something besides choke. And the front office won't do it. The front office just does not help Aaron. They they drafted a quarterback. You know, another thing that's out in that, you know, third ripple kind of effect that that kind of in the air stuff is Aaron Rodgers moving off the Packers. You know, the, the reports are he wants a restructured contract and he wants to wants to stay in Green Bay. I wouldn't I'd go home to California. I would go to San Francisco. I would get out of there because they shown that they're gonna give up on me. You know, and draft a quarterback for the future. I'd screw him. Uh, I I would screw him so bad. I understand that. Um, you know, you have some sort of loyalty to the team, and you have some sort of sense of you know this is your family, this is your home. But how many times are you gonna let family screw you over? How many times are you gonna let them treat you the way that they do? You know, it's something that you have to just kind of put your foot down, and say enough is enough. I'm done. I'm sick of this. You know, you guys are wasting me. I'm going to win the MVP this year, and we're not going to be in the Super Bowl. Like, Tom gets all this stuff he asked for. Everybody else, you know, look around. The Saints with Breeze had an all-star running back in Kamara. I mean, you could argue Aaron Jones, but I still think Kamara is above Aaron Jones in skill level. The defense was better. He has Michael Thomas. They have Devontae Adams. Uh, you have to be willing to go out and get these people, you know. Uh, New Orleans tried. They went out and got Emmanuel Sanders, you know. They went out and spent on Malcolm Jenkins in the secondary and uh, and Janoris Jenkins, you know. They, they went out and they got, you know, big-name players, and it just, you know, they're just cursed in the postseason, and Drew Brees was done. I mean, if I could find a way to go there, I'd go there if I was uh, Aaron Rodgers. But it would just feel wrong. It'd feel wrong to have Aaron Rodgers in a in a Saints uniform. 
have him anything but a Packers uniform is just bad. But you got to do what's best for you at the end of the day, Aaron. You got to you gotta find that, that, that avenue to supplant your legacy because right now you're never going to catch Tom Brady. And if Patrick Mahomes win the Super Bowl, wins the Super Bowl, he's already passed you. There's no, there's no disrespect, but, you know, Tom Brady has as many NFC championships as Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees after playing in Tampa Bay one year. Just saying. You know, Russell Wilson has two, but, like, come on. I really want Seattle to do something and help him, but there's nothing, there's nothing in the ether, in the, in the air about something that Seattle will do. You know, they're they're good enough on offense where they're at. I don't see them adding anything. And obviously adding more defense because they had none last year. But, you know, they very quickly went from the best team in the division at the start of the season to, holy crap, how'd you lose? Like, really fast. I don't know. Um... the way that the the off season is shaping up, and the way that you know everything could go, we're still we're still waiting on what New York's deci- decision is going to be on the uh, Darnold, you know, uh, draft a quarterback situation. Which <sighs> I don't want to go there if I'm Deshaun Watson. I know that it's the, the 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 least favorable spot for him, but it's the most likely in terms of like assets, the what they could trade for him. I know it's not what he wants, and it's definitely what they would want, but, you know, it's something that you kind of have to look back and really evaluate your options here with it because, you know, you can try and force a trade out, but if they trade you there, you're screwed. Um, Deshaun Watson to the Colts. Eh, still don't love it. I feel like it's a similar situation, but with a better offense and a better offensive line and better defense. But still, not enough weapons on offense. I don't think T.Y. Hilton is the same caliber as uh, um, Will Fuller before the PEDs, you know. But maybe that's why he looks so good this year. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's a bit mean, but uh, I don't know. Uh, this this kind of effect that Matthew Stafford is going to create here is going to create a lot of panic in teams, and it's going to create a lot of you know, um, some some reachers and some settlers here. Uh, it's going to force a lot of teams to make more decisions, and hopefully, it makes more teams go out and go. You know, push for their guy and get their guy, because it's very clear that the frustrations with uh, LA was not on McVeigh, and it wasn't on you know the the carousel of running backs and the, the questionable offensive line at times. It was on Jared Goff. And Jared Goff played through injury at the end of the season. But for him to be such a high pick and for him to be who he is in this system and who he's had, he he got to one Super Bowl, but, you know, it's kind of like Matt Ryan in the sense that, like, um, it wasn't just them. Uh, it was everything else around them, and they were there with it, you know. Um, kind of the opposite of the year that Carolina went. Uh, maybe more the other side of the ball, uh, where 
it was the the Denver Broncos that were carried by Peyton Manning's defense. Um, you know, that was carried by Von Miller and uh, Demarcus Ware and uh, Chris Harris Jr. and Aqib Tlaib. You know, that it was never on them to win the game, and you didn't want it to come down to that. I, I'm not saying that Peyton Manning couldn't have won the game, but it was very clear that he was like Drew Brees and passed his prime. Nowhere near what Tom Brady is here, you know. But it's just something that you have to you have to kind of look at and just be like, well, is he really our guy? Is there no one else that we think we can bring in and you know could take us to that level? Is this is this all that we have? Is this the best we have? And they went out and they got their guy. They went out and got Matt Stafford, which good on them. You know, I always wanted to see Stafford succeed because the Detroit Lions are just wasting talent they, they they did it with calvin johnson they did it with barry sanders and now finally someone is free to actually do something and it sucks because you know probably as a lions fan you know that's all you know that all you know is the the hardship and heartbreak of you know getting these fantastic players and they have to leave because they can't win with the teams it's like being a magic fan in the nba having tracy mcgrady and penny hardaway and Shaq. it's it's not and then they go somewhere else and they win. They can't do it with you. It sucks, man. Or Dwight Howard, too. It sucks. But, you know, it, this this ripple, it's going to create a lot of winners and a lot of losers. In San Francisco, please do not be the first loser. Do not go out and get Kirk Cousins. Do not be that loser. Do not be the people who set the tone for we're going to make a mistake and go out and and get someone that doesn't make sense at all. I get that he has a relationship with the head coach. Do not do this. I beg you. It's terrible for you, and it's not going to help you at all. If I'm the Jets, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I don't want to go to the Jets. Please do not put me on the Jets. Please don't put me there. So help me God. Like, it will ruin my career. I do not want to do that. Either, you know, bring me someone here that's going to do something for me, you know, make a blockbuster trade, you know, if, if Julio's really on the move, go get me freaking Julio, do whatever you have to do to get me Julio, do something that shows you're devoted to me, or, you know, or go to San Francisco, Aaron Rodgers, go to San Francisco, if, if you're tired of the Packers treating you the way they are, don't get a contract, don't get another contract, be spiteful, you know, Carson Wentz, I don't know, I, I don't know, but th this ripple, we're going to see here. I don't know how long it'll take. I don't know if it'll take into the offseason or if it'll take a couple of weeks. Because these reports are starting to come out, it's going to it's gonna create this, and it's going to create a media. And maybe, maybe that's why they put them out, you know, to make it kind of like a frenzy within the media. But I don't think anybody's going to frenzy over Kirk Cousins. And if you are, or you got some bad taste, like, like good goddamn get yourself checked um i think that's where i'm going to leave it for the the stafford effect uh we'll see as these articles come out and what what interesting uh i say that in quotes interesting takes we'll see next um but until then you know uh i'll see you later <laughs>